This is Live at Five. Live at Five. Live at Five. Had to scramble there for a second. And we're on uh, Facebook as well. It's good to see. Anyway, let me just turn this down a little bit. Excuse me while I turn this down. And uh, we're ready for a Friday edition of the Live at Five show. Uh, for the big storm, too, that's apparently coming tonight and all, all this weekend. I'm talking to someone who's down in Syracuse right now, and they're planning on staying down there. Is it, is it that bad? Are we getting a, 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 the storm of the century here? Remember that back in, I believe, 1993 in March, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> that, uh, that interfered with the, uh, the Irish Fest then. And uh, there's this, well, there's no Irish Fest this, this year, unfortunately. If they had known that the mandates would have been up by this point, they probably would have uh, changed their mind. But that's neither here nor there. In fact, the 5K run for the Irish Fest, the, uh, the Shamrock Run, is tomorrow. I was talking to a couple people that are going to participate in that. That's a great. That's a great thing. Uh, so where was I? Uh, oh yeah, I'm scrambling to get this thing recorded. Our operations manager and all-around guru, Ken Martin, had uh, fixed the settings on the recorder here. Uh, I had mentioned yesterday that uh, my show and Jeff's show, although I got to show Jeff how to do this. Plus, I have to create a, a logo for the Jeff Graham Hotline show, and I don't think that's ever been done before. I know News Junkie might. I put stuff with his picture on there with title with the name of the show, although I can't remember that either. But nonetheless, uh, we are going to be part of a network called Studio 550. Now, uh, just to let you know, that's uh, part of uh, Bruce Mittman, co-owner of Community Broadcasters, uh, something that he has created at his agency called Mitcom in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, get rid of the candy, Glenn. That's a good idea. I wonder if Amy Horton noticed, noted that. Anyway... Uh, so, uh, so now I have to record all the shows by way of uh, audio, audio, an audio program that's always been here, by the way. But I, it never seemed to work because I would record something and it would stop after like 30 seconds, a minute tops. And I couldn't figure out why. I thought maybe it was a memory issue or there was not enough capacity in this computer. But right now I'm recording it. So, but I forgot to do it. So I missed the intro already, uh, you know, the music and so forth. But nonetheless, I got everything else. So I sent my first show to them today with an icon or logo that they can put so that when it is put on their little platform and, spread and, and uh, shared with others, like Spotify and so forth, they can say, oh, that's the Live at Five show with Glenn Curry. That's cool. I'll do the same for Jeff. And, uh, you know, this is all on um, uh, Bruce Mittman wanted us to do this, and we got the call yesterday to start. So uh, there you have it. Uh, other than that, it's a fine day. I, our friend and council person, uh, what's his face? Today, I know, Cliff, I'm just losing my mind. Uh, it, good show, but, the, you know, this big issue now, it seems that things have shifted uh, from uh, Cliff's, uh, I guess you could say, criticism of the, of the mayor but all along, he's had an issue with uh, Bob Sly, the, the, the city lawyer. I don't get that. Uh, I think he was disrespected the first day he was on board because of what he did uh, with, with, uh, with the vendor. I believe that was the Sundance Leisure thing. Not to throw them into all this, but I believe that's where it started. And uh, Cliff doesn't want to get over that. So, you know, that was a big part of the show. Now, I didn't hear the show. In fact, I was literally six feet away from this studio discussing things with, a, with, a, with another client. But I have been hearing rumblings from Cliff uh, in other comments here, there, everywhere. And believe me, Cliff is everywhere when it comes to social media and how critical he is of the city attorney. And I just think that's, a, once again, it's a shame. Now, again, if he felt slighted from his very first, uh, I guess, uh, council meeting, well, I, I get it. But that, you know, life isn't a box of chocolates or a bed of roses. 
And uh, these things are better suited off stage, man to man, woman to man, vice versa, woman to woman. But don't drag this out like that. I, I, you know, maybe Bob had a bad day, but uh, if you know, stuff happens. There's a lot of things that I've I've been through in my life where you know I felt like I was disrespected. Trust me. Uh, I'm not saying just you know walk away and get over it. I mean, it's a lot easier said than done. I mean, t- tell that to Buddy Bayheim the other day in the uh, in the in the uh, uh, Florida State game. You know, there's a lot of things that go on on that court, you know, not to mention trash talking and this, that, and elbows to the jaw. You know, he took a pop shot at that kid uh, from Florida State. But if he could take that back, he would. Sometimes we just have bad moments. All right, 755-1240 is the number. Not saying that, uh, you know, Bob Sly or anybody, you know, t- uh, gave an elbow to uh, Councilperson Cliff Only or vice versa for that matter. But you see the analogy there. Hopefully you do. Uh, so it's a lighthearted Friday. And as a programming note, our programming note for the night, <clears throat> a little Garrett Morris there from Saturday Night Live circa 1975, uh, we will have a former chairman of the Jefferson County Legislative uh, uh, Branch or group or chairman of the Jessica, Jessica, Jefferson County uh, Legislators, Scott Gray, and businessman, will be in uh, on the Live at Five show next Tuesday. So be on the lookout because this is going to be a big race. We've been talking about it for the first time in a long time, certainly since they changed the rules from the primary, which normally in Jefferson County or New York State, for that matter, was in September, has been pushed back to June. So in essence, in two big, big races, this is huge, folks. I know it's this, this isn't sexy stuff we're talking about here. Once again, more and more politics. But this primary on Tuesday, June 28th, will be as significant as many general elections that we see in November, and I'll tell you why. And right off the bat, you should know why, because it's one-sided. There are three people right now running for uh, Jefferson County Sheriff, three, and they're all on the Republican ticket. There's two people running, and, and there's no opponent, by the way. No one at this point, at least from the Democratic Party, has, has said, hey, I want to be uh, the candidate for the Democratic Party for Jefferson County Sheriff. That has not happened. And that window of opportunity is ending soon, I believe, on March 28th, when the petitions uh, have to be signed and, and sealed and delivered and, and, and delivered to their respective uh, offices. Uh, from that point on, they will go over those, uh, those documents to make sure everything is okay. So that's one race. The other race are the two people running for state assembly. I just mentioned Scott Gray, one of them. No surprise there that he's jumping at the opportunity. He's been there before. Plus, he's got 20 years' experience for Jefferson County and much of that in the last six years or so as chairman. Okay, that makes sense. Then we have someone that basically nobody knows, at least in Jefferson County, and that's Susan Duffy. Both Republicans. So June 28th, Tuesday, big, big moment for uh, North Country politics for those particular races. So for that reason, that's why you're going to be seeing more and more people come on my show. Now, say what you want about Cliff Only. He'll pop in at any given time, and rightfully so. Uh, but now we're going to be actually in the... I, I mentioned this earlier today. It's almost like we're in August of, of, of a general election. But in essence, obviously, we're in March. So do the math. We have August, September, October, November. Now we're in, uh, uh, we're in March, and we have April, May, June. So that's pretty much the same cycle. So you're going to be seeing more and more of that, at least here on the Live at Five show and on the hotline uh, for these two particular races. If you want to chime in about that, I just blew somebody off. I just wanted to make a point about how important these primary races are in June. And uh, this, I just lost somebody on the phone. So if that person wants to chime back in again, I have nobody calling in. I have no one walking in today. But don't be surprised that the owner of the place, otherwise known as Jim Levin, will pop his head into the studio. Let me explain why. Because today happens to be a very special day for Jim Levin. It is his birthday. And if I'm not mistaken, 
I believe, although I could be wrong on this, I don't know if I'm supposed to divulge this, I think he's 66 years old. So he's beyond that whole retirement 65-year-old. Uh, you know, the, today's 65 is, is, you know, is, is really the new 45, right? Is that what they're saying? Except after COVID, I think we're going backwards. Today's 65 is, in fact, 65 years old. <laughs> we lost that 45 thing about the last couple of years, so forget that. Now we're going backwards again. A 65 is a legitimate 65, although I have to admit... I saw a movie recently, not too long ago, with Sharon, uh, Marty, with uh, late great Ernest Borgnine, 1955. And uh, his mother and her sister, and her sister, that's Marty's uh, mother, they were talking to one another on how they're old maids, and both of them were under 53 years old. They looked ancient. They looked like, I'm, I'm not saying they looked like 80, but they just looked like frappy housewives in house dresses and so forth, you know, like Broomhilda. And they were both in their early 50s. It's just so funny how that is. And when you look back, even at high school movies, even, even in the 80s, people looked a lot older at their respective ages that, than we do now. Just an observation. And if you see Marty, you know what I'm talking about. Someone's on the line. Let's go and see who it is. It's uh, the Duff Man calling up here once again, I believe. Well, no, I'm in uh, Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. Okay, so you're visiting your daughter. Yes. Gotcha. I understand. And that's why you had a picture of yourself on Facebook uh, with snow in the background. I knew I knew that couldn't be Florida. No, no, no. Good. Unless you're way north Florida. But, well, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. yes, so uh, what say you? on what Are you calling in about these big, big races? Or do you even care about the politics in northern New York now that you're a Floridian? Oh, I care about it. I, I you know, I'm a bit dumbfounded over Glenn, or uh, over, uh, Even in Massachusetts, his phone sucks. What's that? Okay, there. Now I can hear you. <laughs> okay, I said I'm a bit dumbfounded over what uh, you know Cliff was saying on the hotline today. I, you know, all about uh, right. blaming the city manager for his woes back in the '90s. I don't know. Back in the, what? What did he? I see now. I missed that. What did he say? Well, about the DWIs and the police department and. You know uh, the suit he had against the uh, the city and all that kind of stuff. I just kind of, I mean, I thought that was all taken care of. Uh, you know, during the election. And Where's Mike DeLine? Now you're now you're starting new, right? Right. So you're saying that this is something related to, to something that happened over 25. Is this a personal thing? Is this he's taking this much too personal, Tom? Is that what we're talking about here? Something unrelated well, it to. It. It sounds something like that, and, and then he was taking it, uh, you know, like it was, like you said, he got uh, dissed or whatever, you right. know, by Disrespected. the uh, city attorney at the beginning of the meeting, which he just, I, my uh, understanding is the city manager pointed out that it, uh, you know, this is how we do things, and this is the way it is, and, and right. he took uh, umbrage to that. And so, but you're saying that there's a carry-on effect from something that happened. I, I you well, know, that's what literally. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what it sounded like they were talking about hmm. uh, today when he was talking to Jeff. So did Jeff challenge him? Was like, you hear the whole? You didn't? No, I, I swear to God, I was seven feet away, and I, I didn't yeah, hear the show. Yeah, you missed it. Yeah, yeah. He brought up that whole deal about you know uh, uh, being arrested, and they said they charged him with DWI, but he wasn't drinking, and you know all this kind of stuff. And uh, did he call Tom and Ellie? <laughs> Call one eight hundred D W I King. He said his attorney was Joe Stanley. Say that again. His his attorney then was was Joe Stanley. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Or are you making that up? Yeah. 
I am not making that up, Glenn Curry. He said that today. Cliff only said that his yeah. attorney back in the day was Joe Stanley. That's correct. Wow. Well, Joe knows. Well, Joe knows. <laughs> Joe knows well, back Joe. then. I, Joe knows back in the 80s. <laughs> back in the 90s, excuse me. What am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I could have used him in the 80s. Into, What's that? I said, when you get into government, when you're, when you're governing, you've got to drop all that stuff and start fresh. Yes, yes, you do. Let bygones be bygones, you know what I mean? and do it like a yes. That's what I said. Talk man to man. Don't don't be uh, acting out your grievances on on the radio. And, and you know what? He's right. and Cliff's not the only one that does that, uh, Duff man. You see that at all levels. You see people yelling mm-hmm. at the president of the United States by way of Fox. I don't want to hear it. Yell at the president. Don't yell at me. Right. That, they do it right. all the time. And 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 mm-hmm. some people talk on both sides of the mouth, just like Lindsey Graham. We know Mitt Romney. And they'll talk mm-hmm. to certain people on Fox, like Hannity, but they will never go on with, with Tucker because Tucker tells it like it is. That's why Tucker's the best. He really is. Yeah. Although I think yeah, he's yeah. getting a little bit out of hand with this whole biolab thing in, in Ukraine. I, I don't know where he's going with that. But anyway, I let him do his well, – he's, he's a lot smarter than I am, but what, what do I know? But I'm really right. not, I'm, I really don't want him to get into the, the weeds so deep on this bio – uh, threat that he's talking about because Rubio brought it up the other day, but that's neither here nor there. So, how long are you going to be in Massachusetts? Just a week. We're going to stay here a week with her and just to help her out. Her husband's at training. He's in the uh, he's in the guard. And he had to go away for a week, and she's due next month. So, oh, jeepers! I didn't know that. Great, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, we got another one coming. Yeah. So here it is. Uh, I'm seven then, feet away. Stephen, Stephen and his wife are having another one too. Who? Oh, wow! You got two on the two in the uh, two, two on the way. way. There you go. Yeah, one in April and one in uh, June or July. Good for you. Well, it's going to be a big year. Let's just hope the Earth, the planet's still standing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Scary yeah, times. Exactly, right? Yeah, I know. All right. Well, thanks, yeah. Duff, man. Have a good time. And thanks for telling hey, me what, what, what happened on a show that I was next to. Thanks, man. All righty, buddy. Talk Take to you. Care. So it's funny how his phone is just as bad in any state. doesn't matter. And I know what he's doing. He's talking, and then he, to- he somehow he's starting to put his sneaker on or something, and it changes the angle of the phone. Uh, see, I know these things because I'm Glenn Curry. I know what people do, and I, I, I just know. I do it myself. So it's not the phone. It's just the way he talks, and that changes the whole trajectory of his mouth in relation to where the speak, where the phone, it, whatever. I, I can't get into it. Science according to Glenn Curry. And now we have Danny Francis, who I haven't spoken to in eons. Yeah, I'll just, uh, I, I, I heard uh, Cliff's uh, entire interview today. Yeah. It was excellent. Okay. And, of course, people expect me to say that, but I wouldn't say it if it wasn't, but it is. But I need to make a correction to that last caller. Oh. Where uh, uh, the thing between uh, Cliff and uh, Mr. Sly. Yeah. Where he was told, this. I, I'm going with what Cliff said. Yeah. That uh, Cliff was doing some exploration to uh different departments and things that on his own as a new guy elected office. Right. And Sly told him, don't do it. We have a chain of command that we follow. He said, what are you, what are you, what are you saying? <laughs> that I can't, I can't do as a representative of the people, go talk to other departments? He said, no, we, we don't do it that way here. He said, well, I, I do it that way here. Basically, I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah. He's absolutely correct. If you elect somebody to office... The chain of command is the people that elected him to office and the citizens of the, of the city that he represents. None, none of this crap that you've got to follow the rules of city, city council. So that, the, okay, that, is, that, okay. that is bizarre. D- digging a little deeper than that, though, Danny, was there any type of grievance for something that might have happened years ago, like Duff was saying? 
I didn't pick up on any of that. I, uh, he didn't really want to relive some of the things. He talked about getting rid of his pot plant and all that sort of stuff. Right. But uh, Thanks to Donnie. I thought that that, was, uh, that was really stood out of my mind where they were telling him, you walk the line when you get elected to city council or else. And that's how it came across to me, and I'm sure it did to other callers. But Cliff is absolutely right. And if that were me, I would say, Mr. Sly, you're not elected, okay? You know, you're paid by the city taxpayers to represent us on legal matters, yada, yada, yada. But don't tell me that I can't go talk to department heads or somebody in the contracting or the parks representative or somebody about the pool or somebody who draws up, uh, you know, uh, tax assessments. Don't tell me I can't go talk to those people because I'm doing that on the behalf of the people that elected me and not you. That's what I would tell you. Yeah, well, wasn't there some question to you know the timing of it because at the time uh, he hadn't been sworn in yet? Was that an issue, though? As he was talking about city policy and contracts and procedure before he even became a council person. Wasn't that a legal issue, well, Danny? I, I don't know the time. The time yeah, I, I kind of remember there. it that way. If he were doing it on his own as, as someone who's elected and get ready to go into office and just getting some knowledge, which Cliff, uh, Cliff's really good at gathering information. Oh, my God, he is. No, he really is. No, I, 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 I mean, I've talked sometimes to him he loses times. it. Uh, Can't face find face it. I've met him. We've had coffee and uh, sat down chit-chat. But uh, I, I basically support him. Yes, I do. But... They, they were wrong on that. He's right on that. There's no doubt. I just want to correct the record. Uh, I, I would not walk the chain of command if I were elected by the people of this city. I would stand for them and by them and with them and for them, right. and not the city and not the city's attorney. Gotcha. All right. Fair so enough. If it's something illegal, yeah, I got that. But that freedom of speech kind of reaches across all kinds of lines here. Uh, by the way, did you see uh, Vice President Kamala Harris today? Uh, I didn't. I didn't catch anything. What? 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 Must have been about her giggling or something. No, no. It's just that I wonder if she really knows what what day of the week it is. Sometimes, Danny. I'm sorry, and I know that sounds misogynist, sexist, racist, but boy, she just doesn't seem to know what's going on, Danny. Well, that, that's her personality. That's her character. But she's she's a very smart woman. Mm, okay. She's highly educated. She passed. She passed the bar exam. That, well, well, she was. She which was I say I could York. never do, by the way, for the record. She was Attorney General of California. I think yeah. that's pretty, pretty reputable. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that make it to high places, though, Danny. That I that I really question. And and, and there's, oh, there's, there's no doubt about there's that. a figure that I bring up in my past, and of course you know him. He's one of he's on your side essentially. Not that it matters, but Daniel Moynihan, Patrick Daniel Moynihan, he was the quintessential guy that was meant to be a senator or a Supreme Court justice, whatever, because he was brilliant. He was smart. He spoke spoke well, and you yeah. knew what was happening. You knew he was on top of stuff. We don't get that anymore, Danny. Yeah, I like Pat Moynihan. You know, when he came to Watertown, I don't remember what year it was. I want to say '92, maybe. Uh, at the airport, I introduced him to the public, and he came over to me later and said, he said, that's the best introduction I've ever heard. Wow. Thank you very much. There you go. There you well, go. I, what, did I, you go I, out I, for a beer afterwards? He flew into here. He was going to go someplace else, and he landed here, and he was going to just have a little press conference or right. thing. And I introduced him. I think it was, he may have been 92, maybe 94. I'm not sure of the date right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's very impressive. Uh, he, he, One of his best quotes that I ever heard, and I, I've heard people say it before, he said, Everybody's entitled to their own opinions, but they're not entitled to their own facts. Right there you go. That's the one that you use all the time. That is that is so so true today, more so than I've ever seen in in my many many lives. Well, it only gets worse. Trust me. You. you know, you can have opinions and views and you know all kinds of things, but you can't you can't dismiss the facts and the truth. That's right. Uh, just like out of my ear, Supreme, when she said a couple months back. All right. Well, uh, excellent. Thank you very much, Danny. 
Yeah, I want to just correct that part. I, I think uh, Cliff was right on that, that he should not be told that he can or can't speak to anybody or win or whatever, whatever. If it's a legal matter, yeah, I got that. But this was not a legal matter. It was a fact-finding on his part. Gotcha. All right, yeah. fair enough. Great, thanks. And I don't know if he was, he was a council person. Yeah. All right, that's me. All right, so here's the other thing. He's funny that Danny just mentioned uh, Patrick Moynihan. He was our senator of, uh, starting, I'm going to assume, somewhere around 1980, maybe your late 70s, maybe two, three-term mayor, uh, senator, excuse me. And he was older as when he got into office. So, you know, he, he, he's, I don't know if he died in office or shortly thereafter, but here's, here's my thing. The very first time I ever drove into Jefferson County and part of Watertown, New York, and there's a connection between this and, and Patrick Moynihan, I'll tell you what. I was coming from Oswego with a buddy of mine who came up from New York with a rental car. He actually, he landed in Syracuse, got a rental car, went to Oswego, and, that, and I was hanging out with my buddy uh, Barry Dillon from Syracuse, whose family had property in Three Mile Bay, right on the water. So this is in October of 1982, and I'll tell you why. So, I, you know, we said, hey, let's do a road trip, and no one planned this. The weather was still relatively warm. The camp where we were going had no heat, but it had, you know, a furnace, which, uh, a wood-burning stove, whichever. So we jump into his rental car, and we're driving. And I have no idea where I'm going, and I see signs for Watertown literally for the first time in my life, although I was familiar with Watertown because Channel 7 got into a Oswego, but neither here nor there. I was never physically in Jefferson County. I never thought I'd ever be here in my life, and I'm jumping, and, and we're passing. We've got the radio on. More than likely, it was probably 790. And why we're listening to AM radio was college kids back in 1982. I have no clue. Maybe it was the rental car's only option. But we're driving along, what is that, 12F? Whatever road that is, the radio, in, uh, the, the news guy comes on and says, Patrick Moynihan, Senator Patrick Moynihan, was in Watertown today and did a speech at the Watertown International Airport. And where are we driving right at that moment? There's four of us, me, Barry Dillon, Bob Gonzalez, and, uh, and uh, Mark Winslow from Niagara Falls. And we start laughing because we're literally passing the airport. Now, little irony, we probably, over, you know, we probably made a big deal about something, or nothing, I should say. But I'll never forget that because looking back, who would ever know that I would actually live here for the rest of my life, essentially, years later when I got up here in 88. But that was the first time I was ever in Jefferson County, and that actually happened. And it was October 30th, 1982. Hi, you're on the air. Oop. How are you doing this evening? What's happening? Hey, uh, I got to disagree with you about uh, Cliff coming on the air and airing some of this stuff. Because, sure. Uh, that's how you expose the good old boys back in the thing. I mean, you look at some of the things that he's saying, you know, uh, a memo went out, you know, for the department heads not to speak to him and this and that. That's To me, that's that's not called for, so... That that came, he has he has so in other words a memo came from Bob Sly saying saying what now uh, clarify that I, I missed uh, that the department heads are are not supposed to talk to Cliff only about about matters okay All right. so I I think that I think that's real I don't know if it was Sly or Smith uh, I I guess they think it's more Sly it comes from Sly right but uh, to me I think that's how you expose. Uh, underhanding this backdoor stuff and get it out in the open and say, listen, you're on notice here that we're going to, you know, he's shaking things up and he wants to do things honest. And uh, I know he's a Democrat, but I'm a Republican, and normally I'm against Danny, but uh, this time I'm with Danny on that matter. I thought I thought Cliff is uh, 
shaking some things up and he wants some answers, there's nothing wrong with him. No, I, 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 I agree with you. you know? I, I just think that if you have that much of, a, of, of you know, passion to, to express that on an open forum with me or Jeff Graham or, or social media, that's fine. That's your prerogative. But work it out with each other. Don't work it out outside the office and have you know, your constituents listen to it. Well, they won't work with him. It's obvious they're not going to work with him when they go behind his back. I mean, just like Cliff said, if they come to me and say this or that, whatever, Cliff, I think, is willing to meet with these guys and talk and, okay, let's not air our differences, but let's let's get on the same page here. This is what I expect, and this is what you guys expect. That's fine. But that's not what they're doing here. They're going behind his back. So, I mean, he's forced and to, to go to the public and, and, and open up the can of worms that he probably doesn't want to do because – it's going to make it harder in the long run, but he has no choice because they're underhandedness. No, uh, is forcing this thing, and that's why I see it, brother. So, no. but have a great weekend. I know it's still light. No, yeah, no, no yes, you, no, it's good. No, but thank you for your comments. Appreciate it. All right, bye bye. Oh, there you go. Uh, oh, there's another comment. Again, I'm with him. I, I, I'm there. That's what this show is all about, by the way. It makes for a very interesting radio. I'm sure today's hotline show will get more t- attention now. It always does. Who the heck has been watching the council meetings on video? Up until the time Cliff only got in there. What's the number one reason? They want to know what he says next. We'll be back. Uh, welcome back uh, to the show. we got about 23 minutes left in today's program. If you want to chime in, by all means. One thing I haven't talked about is a, uh, a New York Times reporter by the name of Matthew Rosenberg. Uh, a nice Irish guy. Uh, he is the New York Times national security correspondent. And uh, this is a follow-up article to what he did uh, in, in, to uh, undercover. I don't really particularly appreciate what Veritas does. What's his name? I forget his name who runs it. Veritas is, is one of those, you know, they'll, they'll hide like a secret camera underneath their lapel, like they're, you know, like they're uh, waiters from a Sopranos episode or something. And uh, they'll, you know, they'll get you in a gotcha moment. It, it's almost like setting up, you know, trying to see if your if your husband will will succumb to a beautiful woman at a restaurant while he's on on you know away on business. So you set him up with a beautiful girl, get a couple of cocktails in him, record everything on camera. By the way, because you could do that quite easily these days. And unbeknownst to him, he's being you know basically interrogated for you know he's divulging information about his true self, his true colors, and uh, now he's catching some heat for it. But he's apparently he's doubling down on what he said. But here's the gist of it. One, January 6th was overblown. He actually says during the interview, not that it matters about anybody, including a New York, a New York Times reporter and his comments, but it is ironic the New York Times is so far from a left of center that you know if you, if, if you read them at any given time, for that matter, CNN or MSNBC or any of the networks or social media, you would think that uh, January 6th was, in fact, you know, the worst thing since Pearl Harbor, if not worse, or 9-11. And he even admits in this interview undercover his true colors. Uh, that uh, that was not the case, that it was completely overblown. And that a lot of the stuff, he goes on and on and on. It's a long interview. It's a gotcha interview. I don't like the tactics. It's ballsy. John Ver, uh, I forget the guy's name. But anyway, I get emails from him, and I, I, it's, it, it's kind of an old story already. It's been at least four or five days old. And, and by today's news cycle, it, in yesteryear, it was still relatively new. You would talk about things for weeks, sometimes months, you know, when the spaceship Challenger or the space shuttle Challenger blew up in '86, that was a story forever for all the '80s. And yet, in 2003, when it happened again, that that story was dead in about 10 days. In fact, many people today probably don't even remember it happened. And that news cycle is getting smaller and smaller. What used to be months, 
And, you know, when Lincoln got shot, that went on for, for, for generations. You know, that was still the biggest story, even through the Gilded Age uh, and everything else. But, you know, today, uh, you know, someone could uh, shoot 10 people in a mall, and that story's buried two days later, if not one day later. It's really, it's really a shame. But nonetheless, that's why I say this Veritas report, albeit very interesting, it, it exposes someone at a vulnerable moment, or the, albeit truthful moment, with a couple of cocktails in him, and I'm sure she had you know, a good look to her and so forth. So he, he was open and he expressed himself. But uh, he, sp- he spoke completely different from his own writings, and for that matter, how his newspaper, the New York Times, uh, represents what's going on in the world, particularly Washington. Let's go to the phones. Let's see who's there. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn. What I took from from Only's uh, speech today was that it was poor, poor Cliff. Uh, he was innocent as a day is long. Everybody, everybody in the city was against him, right from the council to the lawyer to the mayor. Um, and then uh, the mayor asked him uh, today. Asked uh, asked him about all the DWIs he was arrested in. I never. He says none of them are true. Never had one drink while he was arrested for all them. The police department was against me. They were against my ex-wife. They were against my daughter. They were this and that. He's full of BS, Glenn. I don't care what anybody says. He's a troublemaker. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you very much. Well, again, I, um, uh, by the way, Jeff Graham, you know, man, my God, he's got some gonads. You know, I've had I've had uh, Cliff in here, and I, I've had other people in here, and, I, uh, and as far as delving into or you know getting into the weeds and talking about one's past, that's tough for me to do. It really is, and uh, that's why I like to talk about the things that really matter. But that said, Jeff Graham asked the question. <laughs> uh, so when you get in, you know, when you get in trouble, and uh, you know. Look, I mean, we, we all get... I shouldn't say that. I, I always say we're all in the same boat. That's ridiculous. That's, the, that's what a sports player would say after, you know, having an affair with someone on the road. It says, oh, we all do it. I said, no, we don't all do it. It says, you did it. So don't, don't jump into everything else. Glenn Curry might have done it, but not everybody. <laughs> so, so get over yourself. Uh, so I can't delve into that. But, you know, if there's allegations of something like that and, and somehow or other you didn't take it one drink, people are going to question that. That's all. All right, someone else was calling in. Seven, five, that doesn't seem to add up at all. Something's wrong there. I don't know what it is. By the way, uh, new, uh, blah, blah, blah. is there something here for news immediate release? Contact Cliff only. And this is, it was left here from today's show. Hydropower evolution plan for Watertown. What exactly is hydropower evolution? Well, to put it quite simply, uh, Mayor, Hydroevolution is the increased capacity of hydropower generated and revenue in the city of Watertown. Uh, do you have a couple minutes? No, just kidding. No, I don't know. I don't know what this is, but it looks interesting. I just found it in front of me. It's a piece of paper. Hi, you're in the air. Oops. Yes, how are you doing, Glenn? It's, uh, um, it, it's uh, J- I, Jason I actually Trin. read something in the paper that uh, Cliff only said he was talking about the city should have their own internet service. The what, what service? The Airnet service. Oh, Internet. I thought it said Airnet. No, <laughs> what are we, Internet. What, are we catching yeah. flies? To me, it's a pipeline idea because many years ago, I don't know if you're familiar with we had a startup Internet provider here in the city. Right. Disco. Yes, yes. I am seeing my And my question is, where was the Errol people Flynn. that did not stand behind that independent company? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. 
it's, and it's silly to. They're still in business. Make, they're still in business, though. Right, and and <laughs> you know the idea that the city has all this money to invest in pipeline ideas. What Cliff is so Cliff, to so put. Jason, rather, how's how's things with the bride? Are you okay? You you, you guys still newlyweds? He's still you know. Got yes, the, yes, that we little, are, sir. Uh, got that she, little extra she, bounce. She's trying to get used to the cold weather, and it's tough because in her country, Indonesia, right, uh, the average temperature is one hundred six all year long. Right, so it's, it's a different uh, climate. I, I have a question, Glenn. Yeah. When can we bless you to come on the air again <laughs> and share? What are you gonna do? You gonna you gonna annoy party? me? <laughs> what are you, what are you gonna? You, you, <laughs> did you say bless me? After party, us getting married, you know, me and my wife. Oh, oh, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we'll get together. Well, I thought I was going to have you on the show again, but we have so much politics going on right now, Jason. It's going to be tough in upcoming weeks, but we, we'll get you on here. We'll get you both All on right. here to see how things are going with uh, with this newlywed. Well, we, we would actually love the it, newlywed. Glenn, because, you know, my wife and me are working on plans of investment, and infrastructure development in the city and one thing that uh, you know we've been working on is monsoon uh, mountains adventure in Watertown, new york and taking the concept of taking the winter long winters we have and making an indoor entertainment park too so we have many ideas and also uh, another thing yeah. my beautiful wife came up with yeah. is people of purpose Right. So you right. could ask me, what is that all about? Oh. Well, my wife is from Indonesia. She speaks four different languages. And we, as a community, need to understand the different languages and cultures. Right. And invest in each other in the small businesses that they do provide here in the city. Right. And, it, and help them grow in that aspect. So that's part. Hey, by the way, speaking of uh, of uh, Asian businesses and so forth, the, the the Great Wall of China, is that place closed? That one right there on Massey, on Massey Street and Arsenal Street? Um. I'm not sure. I know the Asian market down here is open. I'm not sure about the other places. <clears throat> I just I started noticing that like it's like smack in the middle of town, and I, the other day it looked like it was closed. I couldn't tell. Anyway, Jason, we'll get you in here. We'll talk about infrastructure, changing the world. Uh, hopefully, we'll still be around this time next week uh, if you know Putin wants to. <laughs> and, you know. and and one other thing, Glenn, is <laughs> I. <laughs> We're about investment. We're about opportunity. So right. um, we need solid leaders that don't take money on outside but have their independent thinking minded like people. Like Cliff Alden. And we need Can't to work. We need to help the middle class working people in this city. If we don't start doing that now, we're not going to have a city down the road. You're right. That's you're, my belief. You're right. That's my feelings. Gracias. Thank you, my friend. Jason, have All a right, good weekend. I'll talk to you soon. That's uh, Jason Trainer. So while I was talking to Jason Trainer, something that happened yesterday uh, in Chicago. Jesse Smollett was uh, he was sentenced yesterday for his uh, for his crime because he set that up back in I believe January of 2019. This was actually before COVID. He set up his own. Uh, you know the guy. He claimed that two white guys came with nooses in the middle of the night in Chicago in a crappy area of Chicago. They were white supremacists. Uh, there was a huge investigation. They discovered, of course, that it was fabricated. And he did it for his own benefit, to draw attention to himself because he was in dispute with Fox over that stupid show, uh, Empire, 
uh, whatever it was called, and uh, he wanted more money, and this was his way because uh, he, was, he was a gay American, and he was going to expose uh, Trump and all this. He was going to kill six birds with one incident. It backfired hugely. The two guys from Africa testified against him. It finally uh, it resulted in a guilty uh, uh, conviction, and yesterday was the sentencing. And what I found fascinating, everyone's talking about what Jesse Smollett said, I'm not suicidal, or whatever he was getting at. Uh, I don't know if there was a Jeffrey Epstein, uh, like it was a big conspiracy, because you know he's trying to set up a fallacy right from the beginning. But what really struck me, and that's the reason why I was watching The View today, particularly Sonny Houston, or any one of them, and we'll get to that in a bit, what they discussed on that show today with the Yentas on ABC. But what really got me was what the judge said to Smollett. And he went, uh, I don't know if it was a guy or a girl. I couldn't really tell. I think it was a man. It doesn't matter. I know a white guy, a judge with a big robe. And he just like, you're a disgrace. And he was saying this is the worst case scenario. I mean, he was basically saying that you killed someone or you went into a mall and you burned it down. You killed hundreds. What he was saying was that you are the worst case scenario. And even your family who loves you should be ashamed of yourself. And society should be ashamed of you. What you did was this, that. He used such extremes. And meanwhile, Jesse's just there, and he didn't really listen to him. He knew he was going to be sentenced to some degree. But all he wanted to say was that he wasn't going to commit suicide. He went on about a couple of things prior to that, didn't make any coherent sense, walked out, put up his fist, and that was it. But really what the judge said, I thought, was going to be scrutinized by the sunny Houstons of the world because it seemed to be, and even in my opinion, over the top, although the judge knows more about the trial and everything that happened more than I do, and he probably saw how extreme it was and how much money and time spent. The guy's being fined $150,000 for this whole deal. I don't know if he has that in his bank account when he gets out after 150 days, but very interesting. So today... Uh, there was a big fight on the uh, on the View today between the guest host, who's allegedly a Republican who used to work for Donald Trump, who's a complete traitor. Actually, she worked for Donald Trump's wife, and they went back and forth about about something or other. Now I'm forgetting, but if you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. Those girls, especially Sonny Houston, will anything. It, it doesn't matter what they're talking. They could be talking about the weather. And somehow the race gets involved. Just unbelievable. And all the white Yenta girls that listen and watch that show on a daily basis. It's just, it's really sickening. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn, how's it going? It's Rich Gladel. What's happening, sir? Uh, not much. I went up to Pete's for dinner last night, and we went up and got gas. I think it was 449 449 When you hey, won 8000 Listen, you've been down the Cape. Right yes. Across sir. from Roxy's, the little gas station on the corner there. Yeah, I know the guy that robbed the place. Yeah, go ahead. Anyways, the, the, that gas station there, I went in today, and the gas there was 409. 409. 409. She's so fine, my 409. Sorry. Exactly. I'm a trigger. You know, I, and I was wondering, I, went, I asked them why, and they said, well, you know, they had filled the tanks up, and they don't sell as much gas as Valerio and them, so they, they were still pretty full on gas, so they, they weren't going to hike the trip. Wow, good people. Good Remember, people. Yeah, everybody a break. That's right. Yeah. That's that's a, yeah. I, I, it doesn't have any associate. It doesn't. In other words, it's not an Exxon station or mobile. What what's the association there? Cape Vincent Gas. You know, windmill gas. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think it's windmill gas. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, but you know what I'm know saying. Kidding. Wait, I enjoyed listening to Jason. I, I turned off Andy Griffin, which is funny. Listen to Jason. Yeah, yeah. Might as well. Yeah. It's like listening to Otis. 
I mean, oh, not yeah. our Otis, but Otis from the Granny Griffiths. Oh, I'm all over the place. Listen, right. I got to do it. But good to hear from you, Rich. I got to do a break. I'm behind today. I apologize. Okay. Yeah. By the way, Roxy's will be opening soon. Just as soon as they get their liquor license. Oh, cool. Okay, sounds good. Roxy's is opening Talk soon later. in Cape Vincent. Sounds good. And just as I said that, I, I, I realized that I lost the last break again. Remember how I'd have this problem? And yeah, because the next break's not going to be to 6.04. I missed, I don't know what happened there. I didn't do anything wrong. I don't think I did. So that means I could stay on. I figured, not, not for nothing, Jim was somewhat in a good mood today. He got his hair dyed, too. I remember when I got my hair dyed, people were like, oh, you got your hair dyed. It's like, oh, you're not supposed to say that. It's supposed to be like Grecian formula, you know. You know it's, supposed to, it's supposed to be gradual. You know, do a little bit every day. And then the next thing you know, people realize you're not an old fart anymore. But when you go, like, overnight, back from gray to brown or whatever, you know, bacon brown, <laughs> light bacon brown, Canadian bacon brown. Uh, you was like, you know, you walk in and you say, Whoa! <laughs> you're a different person so that's Jim so Jim's birthday is today and um, let's uh, I'm just waiting for him to come in so I want to wish him a happy birthday but I can't look in there I thought by now he would but it's his big day and uh, I think uh, I think people are going to be taking him out tonight so if you see Jim Levin out either in Watertown or perhaps in Sackett's Harbor be on the lookout because it's uh, and, and buy him a drink. Don't buy him too much, by the way. But uh, it's, today's his B day. And we were singing earlier the 409 song by the Beach Boys. See, anything that comes close to a line in a movie or a line or a uh, chorus from a song, and, and I, I, could be the, I could be at a funeral home and someone might say, Yeah, when, when, uh, when did your grandmother die? Uh, she died uh, exactly at 409. 409. <laughs> She's real fine, my 409. <laughs> So this is my this is my mother's funeral. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I have this thing. It's called a trigger response. I was born this way. There's no diagnosis. It's just the way it is. I'm sorry. Do you like the Beach Boys? Seven five five twelve forty is the number. Seven seven five five twelve forty. I'm getting giddy. I don't know why. I'm looking at this thing earlier from Cliff Only about hydropower. Is this? Yes, yeah, thank you for your attention. The evolution of a hydropower system represents the merest fraction of the potential of our Black River. Uh, and uh, no, Bob Sly doesn't like me. 755-1240 is the number. Don't forget the 315. I wish I could go to a break right now because I just need to get a glass of water, but I can't because I lost the second break. So you got to call me right now. 755-1240. could be Dave Becker from New Mexico. It could be Samantha from, uh, from Alex Bay. Oh, we got someone right here. Some people listen on the feed, and it takes a while. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. Uh, I wanted to talk, uh, voice my opinion about the about the Ukraine, and uh, yeah, I think I may have an unpopular opinion. Sure. And but I think that uh, I honestly believe I think the Ukraine should just give up. I, I and that's not because yeah. not, it's not because I'm some supporter of Putin or anything like that. No. But no. In the end. It seems like the most people that are dying over there is women and children, and Putin's only using what ten percent of his army. He's going to take it over. He's going to win. Right. And in the end, is it was it worth all those children dying? Well, can I just throw a footnote? It's more than ten percent because he's throwing quite a bit of his arsenal uh, at it. And and bear in mind also that the numbers now, as of yesterday, he's lost twelve thousand of his own men. 
And as far as what the reports from the civilians are concerned, maybe not their military. Well, I'm sure that number is higher. Uh, they're looking at less than 1,000. So, you know, you look at the body count, you have to say, well, someone's losing in that. And no one's winning this war, but someone's losing. And when you lose 12,000 men in two weeks uh, and a country was supposed to take over in 72 hours, uh, I think that uh, I – but that's all this said. Let me just say right from the outset, I have a tendency to agree with you because you can't win a war that you know you're just, you're just not going to win. They're, they're, they're painting as a David and Goliath, but that's a biblical story that for the most part never happened. And, and I know people are going to contest that, but it's a fable. But this is just not in their favor, but they're tough people because to me it's more of a civil war than an actual war because Ukraine's no different than, than Russia in my book. I don't know if you agree with that, but that's how I feel. No, no, I, no, I agree. Yeah, it's more like a civil war. And, and in the end, even if Russia takes over... And say they start, they try to start implementing uh, their form of government and everything. I mean, what person's going to have the the bravery to to go into Ukraine and start, you know, start governing and right for Russia? Right. I mean, I mean, they're going to be. I mean, I mean, they're going to get a, you know assassinated. I right. mean, I, don't, I can't. No, I know. I know, and it's going to be. You know what's really going to hit us, and someone else more than than you and me is uh, what's his name, Zelensky, the president of of Ukraine. You know, the tragic yeah. news of his demise is inevitable. It's going to happen. It might be today. And, and, that's, and, and that's, it's not going to be just him. It's going to be his wife and yeah, children. Well, that and his aides and everyone. He's telling everyone where he is. That people still have the internet. I wonder, though, you know, and yesterday someone was talking about tactical uh, uh, efforts. They said this, this small town was being invaded by like 30 Russian tanks. And the general said, that's not how you go about it. You don't bunch all your tanks together because you're just setting yourself, yourself up to fail. I wonder if the Russian army is the gang that couldn't shoot straight. Um, you know what I'm saying? They're using antiquated equipment. They can't get a convoy moved 40 miles without screwing that up. Uh, this well, thing that happened yesterday seemed of, to be... A, a lot of those Russian soldiers, I think, for the most part, don't want to be there. And right. I don't think Putin sent... I mean, for all you've been told over... I mean, for all the years... I mean, I remember hiding underneath my school desk right. when I was Right, kid. right, right. You know, and, I, and uh, I, either we were lied to all these years or he didn't exactly send his A-team in to invade them. No, no. And uh, Trump is saying that uh, they, their, their missile uh, silo systems are antiquated, too. And not that you want to you know, take that risk to find out if, you know, if we lose one. It doesn't matter if we lose Europe or city here, there, anywhere. We don't want that to happen. But I got to close things up here because it's 6 o'clock. But I appreciate your phone call, my friend. All right. Thanks, Glenn. Have a good weekend. Yes, you too, sir. Well, that will do a very lively show today. Hopefully inform people. We went a little bit local. We went a little bit. We're not much regional. Not much there. Uh, I talked a little bit about my own personal things and, uh, and uh, a lot about Ukraine. That's the way we like to do this. On the Live at 5 show on a Friday, AM 1240, WE10, Watertown Mix is Legal. Up next, CBS News. You have a good weekend. This is CBS News on the Hour.